Blog Talk Radio. Has anyone ever told you you dream too big? That you have too many ideas? That you need to be realistic? What if there was a career and lifestyle that you could completely design yourself that enables you to do what makes your heart truly sing and helps millions of people benefit from what you have to offer? One that provided you with all the money you need to thrive, not just survive. That is the life of an enlightened entrepreneur. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show, dedicated to the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened entrepreneurs worldwide, with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments, Inc. and AHAMomentsInc.com. Her motto, oh yes, you can have what you want, and you deserve it too. Join us for the next hour and learn to trust your aha moments to lead the way to a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Transformation 2012, a telesummit dedicated to the inspiration, education, and enlightenment of lightworkers worldwide. With your host, Mariana Cooper, from the AHA Moments Radio Show and 10 of the most powerful spiritual leaders of our times. In this new energy, anything is possible. And now here's your host, Mari. Welcome to Transformation 2012, a telesummit dedicated to the inspiration, education, and enlightenment of lightworkers worldwide. I'm Mari, and welcome to day number nine. I had, how was your weekend? Because we had the weekend off, right? I mean, you had Hazel Courtney on Saturday, so hopefully you're, if you didn't get to listen to her on Saturday, you're listening to the replay. And then yesterday was a day off so everybody could catch up and uh, so Sam and I could catch our breath. And here we are back again. And tonight's special guest is Allison Hayes, the rock girl. And we're going to talk all about crystals tonight. And we are going to do some readings as well. I just spoke to Allison and we figured out how to do it because she does some incredible readings. I've had several readings with her myself. And she does amazing um, readings with crystals. So if you are going to write in a question tonight and you have... You know, you want to um, ask something about your life and get Allison's take on it, please pick a number between 1 and 41. So that's anything from 1 to 41. And put that in with your question because Allison will pick the stones that align. She has 41 stones, and each stone has a number. So when you pick from 1 to 41, she's going to pick the stones and then do your reading based on um, which stones that you pick. So make sure, and I'll announce it through, um, out the evening that you pick a number between 1 and 41. Include that in with your questions. I know several of you have already written questions in, so go ahead. If you if your question happened to be uh, in a reading-type nature where you were asking for some kind of uh, you know predictive information, then please just write back in and let us know what your, your three numbers are so Allison can do um, do the best she can because, you know, we're not having live callers um, asking questions. So, um, also, you know that we are coming to the end of our telesummit tomorrow. So, tomorrow's the last night with Summer McStravick. Um, we will be doing um, opening up the replays so you guys can listen in until, I think, Saturday. And the special offer packages and the albums and all of the uh, different offers that everybody's offered will be available until 
uh, then as well. So you want to make sure, and that's while supplies last because some of the people are selling so well, we had to put a limit on um, how many packages can be sold. So just um, make sure if there's a package you would like, please go ahead and, and get it as soon as you can. Uh, and, you know, there's albums both with transcripts and with just the MP3, so you can take a look at all of that. You'll be getting emails and stuff, but I just wanted to let you know since tomorrow's our not last night. I can't believe that went so fast. So anyway, tonight we're going to be talking all about transformation and using crystals to create those transformations or enhance our transformations in our life. And now let me say hi to Allison. Hey, Allison. How are hey, you? Maury. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Well, it's an honor to be here. I am so excited to have you. This is, you know, last time we just just had just unprecedented number of emails and everything after our our talk on the the uh, eleven 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 telesummit. So I could not have you come back. So thank you so much for for coming and being willing to hang out with Sam and I again. And uh, I wanted to give everybody who doesn't know you a chance to just uh, hear your story a little bit about how you got involved with the stones because you're not just, you know, any old crystal person a lot of people you know like crystals and and they think that because they have a book and they can see what the crystal means now they're a crystal expert but you go way 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 beyond that so you want to tell everyone about how you developed your relationship with your stone oh okay um how long do we have <laughs> how, how long is this show anyway is it an hour or two hours by the way? no it's 90 minutes Oh, okay, okay, good. You know, a lot of nines tonight. I, tonight's the ninth night. We have 90 minutes. Nine is my lucky number, so that's great. Wow, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, I will, um, you know, I, a lot of people ask, ask this question, and um, I kind of start off in a, in a different way. I, I feel, I believe, that I go back thousands and thousands of years with this stuff, and obviously being only 45 and three quarters years old, um, I, I believe that I've done this for many, 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 many lifetimes and studied uh, with different mentors and, and teachers uh, and gurus throughout many of my lifetimes. And so that, that, I mean, I have channelings that go way back to the times of Lemuria, Atlantis, um, Egypt, Russia, um, and, and, you know, all the way through, you know, uh, the, the Greek and Roman times. And so I do believe... <laughs> that I've been doing this for many lifetimes. And funny enough, I, you know, in, in this lifetime as Allison Hayes, I started as a young kid and I didn't even really know it. I grew up on a farm and I connected with the animals, Maybe. the trees, the stones. And I always, you know, communicated with nature and, and felt that there was magic in, in the unseen energy around us. And um, the first thing that I would actually say, I can trace it back to seventh grade in, uh, what is this? We have biology, geology. Do you remember that box of rocks, the specimens that we all got in seventh grade and yes. were all glued to the paper? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I, I think that, I mean, I used to collect stones and, and things like that when I was younger and put them in my treehouse and, and in the barns and, and things like that and make fairy circles. And I and those were just kind of rough tumbled uh, rocks that I found out in nature. But when I really started connecting to crystals and minerals, which um, are different than uh, there there is a certain type of of stones because of the ions, molecules, and atoms within them, the, the arrangement they they carry more light and energy, and they're they're louder, if you will, to the lay the lay person. We can hear them more. 
I remember it being in Buckingham Friends School in Buckingham, Pennsylvania, and I got my box of rocks in, in geology, and I picked up the pyrite stone and because it had fallen off the glued paper. And I, I thought I got a bummed-out box because a lot of them were loose in there when I opened it, and it zapped me. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> what was that? And so I carried that box of rocks around with me for, the, for years, and I would do rock readings at recess outside. Um, I went to a friend's school, so they were very into communing with nature and nature walks and, and things like that. And so I would ask people to pick, or kids, my, my classmates, to pick the stones, and I would actually tell them what the stones had to say. And so that was the, the real beginning of my rock readings. And as a child, I was always psychic, and I always knew things, and I thought everybody else knew things. And so I had that psychic thing going on in there and really the only way I made sense of it was connecting to the stones and then when everybody started to call me weird <laughs> I put the I hid the rocks under my bed I had one of those captain's beds with the drawers and I hid them under there for many many years and it's funny because I was just cleaning out some things the other day and I found that box of rocks um, so wow. I think I'm going to, to frame that and it's going to go in the Aww. rock girl the rock girl museum someday but uh <laughs> I always um, communicated with, with stones, and I, I would sleep with them under my pillow, and I would, I would put them with my animals, and I always felt close to nature that way. And I also felt very close to spirit, and a lot of times if I had a decision to make, I would go to the rocks, and I would, I would choose um, you know, a rock and, and kind of let it tell me what it had to say. And so my personal relationship started very early on with stones, and then through high school and college, you know, I had a lot of... of crises growing up, family dysfunction, regular adolescent onks, things like that. And I would, I would seek solace in the stones. But I didn't pull them out, Mari, because people would make fun of me. Um, and so I kind of kept that under wraps. And then when I was about 17 years old, I took a Reiki class. And I realized that I started to get this um, energy that could run through me and heat up, heat up the stones and, and things like that. And I you know, I always felt a bit odd and out of place, and I think a lot of the light workers and the sensitives out there can relate to that. And we all were kind of in the closet about our psychic abilities or our healing abilities or the ability to speak to those who've passed over or the angelic realm. And so when I was in my early 20s, I lived in Philadelphia and I was going to Temple University, and I started to take a lot of um, self-help classes and read a lot of uh, books. Did you? Did was it you that I saw on Facebook that had Shotkey Gawain on your show yes. once? Uh-huh. Yes, I did. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, you know easy. that? Yes, I I, knew, I saw that. I was like, go, Mari, go, Mari. <laughs> that woman's book, Living in the Light, yes. changed my life. Me too. Me too. That was my first book. Yep. Yes, in with the orange cover. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And it had to be 86 or 87. Yep, 87, yep. Was it 87? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I, my mother couldn't handle me. I, I, I guess I was a bit difficult and kind of <laughs> a bit difficult to understand. And she sent me to a therapist and said, you know, you need to help her. And the therapist happened to be a woman who believed in fairies and Reiki and all of this good stuff. Oh, wow. And she whispered to me, there's really nothing wrong with you, but keep coming here. And she, she, you know, hand-fed me these books, and I signed up for Reiki, and it really changed my life. And so I, I 
sought out the, the guidance of, of um, teachers and, and authors and mentors, such as Shotkey Gawain, and I went on to read every one of her books, and um, in, a, in a quest to find out what was wrong with me and how I could be normal. And as I read more and more, I began going to classes. I went out to California. I took classes. I ended up going to New York. I took classes. Um, I worked for a company that sent me to, to the U.K. a lot for work, and I, I took classes over there as well. And I, I soon bumped into um, gurus who I, I had the good fortune of studying one-on-one -on -one with. And I've been studying since I've been 17 years old, and I'm almost 46, so I'm embarrassed to say I can't do the math. But um, let me do my calculator here. 46 <laughs> minus 17. Ah, 29 years. Can you imagine? Oh. <laughs> um, and so it's been a, in, a, in a quest. And, you know, I've taken Reiki 17 times and um, over these 29 years. And people say, well, why? Because I learned something new about myself and I learned something new from every teacher. And it's really been a path of, of self-discovery and spiritual transformation. And um, through that, I have I connected with my stone teacher, Robert McCall, a.k.a. the Supreme Troll, and he has since passed, he passed away, or passed, he transitioned, let's put it that way, last July, and I studied with him for many, many years, and he taught me everything I know about stones. And yes, of course, I, I've read all the books, and I've taken a lot of classes, but really, I learned through word of mouth, um, you know, through my, my stone teacher, Bobby, and other master teachers out there as well. And then I studied uh, Reiki with many, many teachers and uh, Sir Jeffrey Noble over in the UK. Um, I, was, I, was, um, I did a crystal Reiki course, which took me nine years, and an Atlantean Reiki course, which took me 11 years. And, wow. um, you know, I, I roll, you know, that's in addition to the other types of Reiki. And so it's been a lifelong um, love affair. <laughs> so to speak, with, with rocks and Reiki. And I've, I studied them separately, but what I didn't realize is that um, they, they're so compatible. The energies of Reiki amplify the energies of the stones, and, and the stones amplified Reiki. And um, through that, I've, I've built the Rock Girl, and um, through the Rock Girl, I've built the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School, where I teach psychic development, Reiki, rocks and Reiki, uh, sacred energy healing, and I have the entire Master Stone program, which is a 3.5-year program if you go from start to finish, um, you know, and, and so that's kind of where I'm at, and um, the, the, the biggest point that I'd like to make in that is a lot of time I, I kind of led it astray, I went and I chased boys for a while, and then I chased the career, and um, I, I put the, stro the stones down, and I, I, you know, the Reiki and the, and the, well, the psychic ability never left. I just didn't <laughs> listen to it and got in a, a peck of trouble every time I didn't. Um, yeah. But, you know, I always found my way back to it, and, and I'm sad to say I had to get myself in a good old crisis in order to, to reconnect a lot of times, because we all kind of fall off the wagon from time to time. But um, in the last couple of years, I've gone through a divorce, and that was probably one of my biggest crises. And so, um, you know, I have to say the rocks, the Reiki, the psychic, the spiritual community really saved my life or else I would have been in a big old hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. And I've you know, been able to, to com you know, connect with people like you and, and other light workers. And so it's really been a, a lifesaver, so to speak. Well, you've been a lifesaver for me, that's for sure. I mean, we, we go way back now, Allison. It's been I years. know. <laughs> years. Eons. I know. I just want to say to everybody who's sending in questions, God bless all of you for having so many questions. Sam's little 
fingers are just going to fall off his hands typing them over. Please, 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 we need three numbers, three numbers between one and, what is it, one and 41? So, one and 41. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, between one and 41. Three numbers. You guys are sending one number. So please pick three numbers, and um, and then we can, we're going to get to those in a little bit. So just uh, readjust and <laughs> pick your three numbers. You should see it's just like they're pouring in. So that's very, very cool. Um, so thank you. And everybody's writing in nice and, and specific. Allison requested if you're going to ask a question, please um, ask Keep it as specific as possible, because then you'll. Well, and if you give her the three numbers with the stones, she'll be able to do a, a nice, uh, good, solid reading for you. So we're going to get to that in a little bit, so you guys can just adjust yourself. Three, three uh, numbers between one and forty-one. Okay, so let's let's talk about transformation because that's the theme of this. I, I know there's two things that I wanted to note because um, you're a brilliant spiritual leader, and I and we have so many spiritual leaders listening. Uh, a thousand from eighty oh, ninety countries this time, Allison. And we have wow, thousands and thousands um, listening to these calls and the replays. And uh, two of the things I wanted to point out because I like to point out good habits. I was actually doing an Akashic record reading today with a client, and I was saying, you know, she's trying to she's a, she's a buddy healer, and she said, um, you know, I, I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid, you know, to get started. I'm afraid to follow up. Uh, and you know, you guys are so, you know talented and different and I said no we're not different we're just we have good habits we have good habits we we stick to something we're consi- fairly consistent and even not consistent but we keep showing up and the two things that you said that were key to I think your success um, <clears throat> or at least things I wanted to point out is that if you listen to Allison closely she talks about continuous learning and her willingness to keep going, even if it took her 11 years to to learn, you know, Atlantean Reiki or whatever. Um, and also what I thought was really interesting is the power of handing down. Because as you were willing to just open yourself up to your path and open yourself up to what was just of interest to you, you weren't thinking, I have to be a legend someday. I have to follow my life purpose. I must know my life, soul, destiny, journey, purpose, path in order to decide whether I should take this Reiki or that Reiki or this stone class. You just sort of went with the way your energy felt and who was handing down the information because you had a very traditional, um, like an old-fashioned traditional handing down, it seems, you know, because you have these, these teachers who kind of show up. And these teachers do show up for you. I know you're one of my teachers, you know. So ha- do you have any comments on that, that handing down process? Yes, yes. I get goosebumps when you talk about it. You know, you know, um I'm sure a lot of people have heard this. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And um, and, and that's how it was with me and, and I'm sure with you. You just have to be, you have to really, it, it's about you um, <laughs> making that agreement between spirit, between your guides and saying, I'm willing to learn. Bring me, show me what I need to learn for my highest good. And, this, the, you know, I, honestly, I had taken Reiki on and off for years to the point where I forgot how many times I took Reiki. I took Reiki about mm, seven or eight times before I even practiced it. People were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I would find someone, yeah, I would find someone who was really interesting. I'd go to a lecture or go to an expo. And I, for those who are just starting out, I, I strongly urge them to go to the expos and the lectures and sit in there. And, and eventually something will you'll resonate with something, and you'll find what I call the glass slipper. And, you know, I was always interested in stones, and it's one of my friends, Linda, if she's listening, I'm going to send her a big hug out there. She said, Allison, you know, 
You've always been interested in stones. I would take stones and put them in my garden and, and put them around trees and wear them. And, you know, it's funny because I, I was into it even when I was kind of off the wagon, so to speak. And so, um, you know, I would find someone who resonated with me or said something or connected. It was really that energy. And then I would pursue it because, it, you know, it, I, it was a hunger. It was not only a willingness or an openness. It was a thirst. Like I, I was restless. I needed more. And the books are great guidelines. They really, really are. Um, However, I really um, love this handed down by word of mouth because it's tradition. It's oral tradition, um, just like the ancient ones. And there's nothing better than learning in person. And um, I would go all over with these teachers. And, you know, a lot of times I didn't have a lot of money. But you know what? I, I gave up the the, you know, um, Caribbean vacation. I mean, a lot of my friends in my early 30s, they were getting married, they were having children, they were going to, to the beach, they were going to Vermont, and they were going all over the place. And I didn't go on those vacations. You know, yeah. I would go to my stone teacher's farm and help them unload rocks. Right. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? That was one of the best educations I've ever had. And yeah. so, you know, the oral tradition of, of, of handing down information by word of mouth is is um, of utmost importance to people like me. Uh, it all depends on how you learn. But when you're there one-on-one with your teacher, with your mentor, and they say, this is how you hold a rock or this is how you run Reiki, let me see how you do this in person. Um, you know, that was very valuable for me. And when I teach, I like to keep the classes small. Um, I'm having a seminar in Asheville in June. It's called Intro to Reiki Weekend Intensive. And I'm keeping it no more than 12 to 15 people because I want to know the names. I want to see your eyes. I want to see your energy. I want to stand right next to you. I want to watch you run energy. You know, I don't want numbers. I have learned in vast groups as well, and I do assimilate and and integrate energy, but there's nothing like hands-on approach. And for me, um, I'm very passionate about what I do. Can you tell? (laughs) I'm, like, screaming. And, and whether it's Reiki, whether it's the, the Master Stone program, whether it's psychic development, I get a thrill out of watching that person connect to, the, to their own unique gift. And what you were just talking about earlier with people, you know, saying, oh, well, you guys are unique, we're different. Um, you know, I think we're all unique, and I think we're all different. And what my, one of my jobs is as a teacher is to help that person identify what is unique unto themselves and to work on that and to bring that forward. Because, as you know, Mari, we're all just links in the chain here. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. That, that is, uh, you know, um, my comment on that. And, and I also want to touch on another thing is that, you know, lately I've had a lot of people come to me saying, you know, I studied with this one teacher and it's not working out. And I, I believe that teachers appear when we need them. And then they disappear when we don't. And so I think there's, we learn something and then move on. And, and part of being a, a, a good teacher where I'm from, coming from where I'm standing is I'll take someone as far as I can take them and then I'll, I'll, I'll um, gladly, you know, release them and, and encourage them to go on and study with other people because right. there is no one be-all, end-all person in this, in this kind of quest for personal growth and, and spiritual transformation. So it's a hard thing for the teachers to let their students leave the nest a lot of times, but it's definitely a necessity. And um, I did go to teacher's training in, in various 
modalities in order to, to understand that because it, it is like leaving the nest. I have just had, um, I just uh, attuned a few Reiki masters last week and then a whole other bunch throughout last year. And, you know, these are my they, they must go off and spread their wings. Yeah. And um, what I do with the Rockwell I mean, like Sacred Stone School, and, um, you know, is I encourage them to start their own businesses and to practice. And, and I do promote them. They, you know, they're on my website, on my Facebook. And, um, <clears throat> you know, that's a big part of, of the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. In fact, tomorrow night when I do my radio show on CBS Radio, I'm featuring one of my students and, and her new Reiki practice. So, awesome. yeah. I mean, that, so that has handing it down. So you're in the position to hand it down too now, which is it's, it's, a, it's a true honor. It's, it's absolutely an honor. Um, you should see the number of questions coming in. This is insane. Uh, okay, I want to I want to talk a little bit about transformation and and the crystals and things, and then we're going to get into these questions because that's going to take us a while, and we'll end up going to the end of the till the show wraps. But uh, let's talk about the aspects of transformation from your perspective, because you know I I come to you in a heap, and, oh, <laughs> and you always sort of take your little stealth you know, your little stealth-like sword and say, right there. That's that's the piece. And I think one of the things I've been listening to to people, especially um, looking at the questions coming in this week and, and just, you know, doing so many readings and stuff, especially as of late, um, is I think people are trying to bite off more than they can chew. Like, there's, they think they, the transformation has to be, they plant a seed, and instead of knowing that it's going to grow roots maybe underground first, they think it's going to be like Jack and the Beanstalk, and it's just like, you know, I'm going to hold this crystal, and everything's going to transform now. And if it doesn't happen in a week, they feel like they're a failure. So can you talk about, in your pers- from your point of view, maybe some of the stages or the stages that you feel are, uh, you know, the, the stages of transformation of just a few of them or... Oh, sure, absolutely. Now, that's a huge question, and, and transformation um, for me and how I, tre- I teach it is it's an ongoing journey. It's, it's a lifetime, you know, process, and, and it, it depends. I mean, they, what kind of transformation do they want? I mean, there's plenty of different well, types. Let's talk but, about, yeah. no, we'll, uh, we, we had talked about this. Let's, we'll, we'll do it with categories. So let's talk about transformation relationships. This is huge. I have seen... At least, I think five of my closest friends have met their soulmates this year. Like, their twin flame, like, like their serious, serious, like, you know, love of their life relationships. And I feel like this 2012 energy is really opening up the way for a lot of relationships to break down and go away and re- the, the real relationships to come forward. So what about, let's talk about transformation and relationships first, then we'll talk about money, because I know that's another big one for people. Yeah, okay. You know, that that's a great question. You know, the reason, I, I love the fact that you said um, that Transformation 2012, and this new energy, anything is possible. I, I love that, because it, it's true, and it's just so obvious, and you really stated the obvious, but you're reminding people, um, you know, th- th- about the obvious, and and. The reason that 2012 is is um, such a transformational time, period, it, basically I'm going to take a moment to just um, explain that, is because um, 2012 is actually the end of the Mayan calendar. It's the end of a 5,125-year cycle of the planets throughout the universe. And if anybody ever listens to John Major Jenkins, he's a brilliant man who's, who's spent many, many years um, studying the Mayan calendar, and I, I saw him 
last October at a conference, and it's the people, you know, John Major Jenkins, go Google him, look him up on Facebook, and read all about it, because he really explains the Mayan calendar. And it means the end of one world age, which is a 5,125-year cycle of the planets throughout the universe. And what happened is they took the word, you know, through, through word of mouth, there you go, the word age kind of fell off the sentence, and it turned into the end of the world, okay? But it's really the end of one world age and the beginning of another. Mm-hmm. And the cycle of the universe, um, the, the cycle of the planets throughout the universe, they go through this cycle, and now they're all coming into alignment. And if you know anything about stones, they carry electromagnetic frequency. They come from the Earth, which carries a certain electromagnetic frequency. And all of the planets throughout the universe have this electromagnetic frequency. And as they're coming into a certain alignment at the end of this 5,125-year cycle, they're creating this strong electromagnetic pull. And that's really um, changing the, the energy within us. We also have electromagnetic frequencies, as do rocks, as do all living human beings, and it's called the auric field. And so these magnets, the planets, are, are creating a stronger electromagnetic frequency, which is literally raising the consciousness in our brains. We've heard of this shift wow. and raising the consciousness and ascension. Well, yes. what is that? Right. It's electromagnetic frequency, and what that does, it stimulates the pineal gland in the center of our brain, which vibrates and lights up more parts of our brain. We only use between 4 and 7, well, we only use between 4 and 7% of our brains, and as, as humans get, um, as, as we evolve, our brains get bigger, but we continue to use such a small portion. Why is that? Well, a lot of studies in Europe believe, and I agree with them, that the, the brain that is un- you know, unused, technically, is storing memories from other lifetimes. And as this electromagnetic frequency uh, raises, as these planets come into alignment, where now studies have shown that we're, a lot of people are using between 9 and 11% of their brain. And so our brains are waking up because we're having a different electromagnetic frequency, which I find fascinating. Now, with that, a lot more people are becoming sensitive, psychics, healers, and uh, what's happening, as you mentioned, a lot of relationships started to crumble and break up. Really, I, I saw a lot of it in my clientele, my life included, between right. um, 2007 and 2008. Things 2007. were crumbling. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Don't know. Get me started. <laughs> a, a lot of us who are kind of out there now, we started to crumble a little bit before everyone else. Right. And, and that crumbling is, is kind of like, instead of a, a, a collapsing, it, it really, think of it as the breaking away of the old to allow what's coming up underneath it to flourish. And so, you know, look at, look at the economy. Uh, a lot of people can look at relationships, careers, things like that. And, um, and so what happened is as the electromagnetic frequency was, was changing, a lot of relationships weren't working anymore. Now, think of magnets. Two magnets, they come together and pop. They, they connect very steadily. And then if you put them, you turn one the opposite way, they polarize. So a magnet, they, two magnets can connect or they can polarize, depending on how they're, they're, they're put you know, together. And the same thing can happen to relationships, any kind of situations, whether it's career or, or finance or, or relationships. And, you know, we as people have um, work fields. I think a lot of people listening are, are very familiar with the auric field. Think of that as your electromagnetic field. 
How many of us have walked into an elevator, and by the time you went two floors, you're like, oh, my goodness, I have to get off. I don't know these people in here, but somebody's got really bad energy. And so you had to get off at the next floor and then take the steps up the stairs. That's because your auric field and their auric field were polarizing. Or you go to a party and you immediately connect with someone, and, and you know, you guys are together forever. And, and that is a, a connecting of your auric field. So we're really just like magnets, which really are stones. Magnets are a type of stone called magnetite. And, and that's why stones work so beautifully with people is because we actually have the same crystalline structure as a stone, except people are, you know, 80 to 90% water and stones aren't. But stones can be used to balance the chakra systems and the auric fields. And, and just like magnets, people are either attracted or repelled to one another. Now, getting into this transformation of, of 2012 and relationships, due to the fact that our electromagnetic frequency is changing um, and it's accelerated and exacerbated by this planetary shift, um, you know, our, our frequencies are changing. And so that's why a lot of the twin souls are finding their way back to each other is because we're vibrating more loudly, if you will, and people across the world are coming together because that, that electromagnetic pull is stronger. And it's a better fit. It's a more compatible fit, and it's a much stronger fit. And these, these um, relationships will most likely, okay, if we, can, if we clear out our emotional and mental baggage, because a lot of times that can affect the, the, the way these two magnets stick together, um, that's why there's, this is, these can last a lifetime and beyond. And so that is really how it works. And a lot of times people can use stones to um, align your chakras and cleanse your aura field so you have a, uh, like a purer, a cleaner vibrational frequency to pull to you what you need now because what you needed five years ago was completely different. Does that make sense? Yes, 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 yes. So what are the stones that... Um, let's say you've met your person or you're, you're interested in meeting. Is, are there different stones for, the per, for someone who wants to draw in uh, or raise their frequency in alignment with their twin flame versus somebody who's already met them and wants to advance the relationship, or are they? Oh, absolutely. Excellent question. Um, first and foremost, I, I suggest that anybody in a relationship or wanting to cleanse themselves to, to kind of attract that pure energy, work with smoky quartz. Smoky quartz is a really great stone to kind of ground and root you and get rid of all that old baggage. You know, in the auric field, there's four planes. The closest one is the physical plane. Uh, the second one is the emotional plane. The next one out is the mental, and the next one out is the spiritual. Now, a lot of times we're cool on the physical and we're, we're, we're cool on the spiritual. It's the mental and the emotional where we have a lot of gunk that's stuck, you know, child yes. baggage, you know, mental kind of lacks, lack of confidence, things like that. So what the smoky quartz does is it acts like a magnet, and it kind of pulls everything down to the bottom of your auric field where, where the earth chakra is, and it, it acts like a shower drain, and it kind of clears that out. Because, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if it's dark out and you're looking for a light, if it's a dim light, you really can't see it. But if it's nice and bright, you can, and that's how this electromagnetic frequency works. And, and you know, a lot of times you'll, you'll hear people say, wow, I walked into the room and or, or the woman walked into the room and she lit it up with her energy. And that's what we're talking about. When people talk about that, it, it's really the auric field and the energy emulating from that, that person. <laughs> and so, um, you know, mesmerizing is another word you hear a lot. 
and and glowing, we've heard that. And really we're talking about their energy, not their, their physicality, because how many of us have seen technically beautiful people and they're, they're <laughs> not exactly that alluring, if you know what I mean. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, um, you know, smoky quartz is a really great stone to start off with because it keeps that auric field nice and clean. Then for the root chakra, I suggest garnet, G-A-R-N-E-T, garnet. And that connects your physical root chakra to the earth chakra. So you're always going to have that connection of, of constant cleansing. Um, and, and, you know, to find that twin flame, to find that soul connection, um, there's some really great high stones for that. One, I, I like to work in combo, and I'll talk about the, the heart chakra for a minute. I've studied the ancient Egyptian etheric uh, that's E-T-H-E-R-I-C, etheric chakra system. And their, their heart chakra looks like a watermelon. It's pink on the inside for the spirituality and green on the outside, and, it, and that kind of represents the, the kind of physical body and that we're spiritual beings in a physical body. And when you want that twin flame connection, that soul connection, you want to be connected physically as well as spiritually. And a lot of times people forget that. And in the traditional chakra charts that's floating around out there on the Internet, um, you know, you see the green heart chakra, and that's lovely, but that's just representing the physical. And so that's why a lot of times the relationships don't last because, you know, they haven't gotten to the center of the Tootsie Pop. And so, you know, we, we want that connection. So if you connect on the physical plane and the spiritual plane, imagine how much stronger that connection is. And, and really, that's the energy, the unseen energy that um, the twin souls recognize, whether they're, you know, across the world or across the room. And so for that, I always like to work with two stones for the heart chakra, one green and one pink. And I'm going to suggest a couple different combinations. And for everyone listening out there, you can try the combinations and and. Find which one works best for you, because we're all at different points in our spiritual evolution. So the first connection or combination would be rose quartz and green calcite. Rose quartz is pink, green calcite is green. And you work with both of them, and you can go into a metaphysical store and pick them up or an expo, and if you pick the stones up and you feel them warm up or vibrate or you have an electric, electromagnetic frequency or a little shock, you know they're working. If you don't feel anything, you might want to try something else. But trust me, I know that you know, Mari, when you connect to a stone, you'll know it. Some people feel oh, things, yeah. hear things, um, it, it, your hands get hot, or other people feel buzzing. Everybody speaks to stones differently. So the first combo is rose quartz and green calcite. And that's really great. You can work with one in either hand. You can put both on your heart chakra. You can sleep with them under their pillow. There are many ways to, to work with the stones. Um, and see if that little combo works for you. Now, the next one to try would be rhodonite, okay? That's R-H-O-D-O-N-I-T-E, rhodonite. That's a pink stone. And jade, J-A-D-E, jade. Oh, J-A-D-E. that's a great combination. I oh, like that one. Yes. Well, rhodonite's about the stone of a couple, and jade is about fidelity and loyalty and truthfulness. Oh. So that is a really great combo. And then the the last combo is rhodochrosite. That's R-H-O-D-O, crocite, you know, C-R-O-S-I-T-E, crocite. And emerald, 
Okay, a oh. lot of people are familiar with emerald. Now, the emerald does not have to be the gemmy, very expensive kind. It can be a rough emerald, and and they're not that expensive at all, anywhere from $10 to $40 or $50, depending on how big the stones are. And that's another question. People are like, how big do these stones have to be? They don't have to be that big. They can be the size of a quarter. They can be the size of a, of a goose egg, uh, whatever works for you. I do suggest that they're in the rough or tumbled form, not in the polished form. Uh, because the rough or the gently tumbled, they, they, they're not as processed, and so you can really tap into those energies. Plus, the less processed the stone, the less expensive. So why pay more uh, and get less? And so, you know, I'll, I'll repeat those combinations again in this order. You can go out and get all of them and work with them in different phases. So you have the, the, the rose quartz and um, the green calcite as a couple. Think of them as a couple. Then you have the rhodonite and the jade, and then you have the rhodochrosite and the emerald. And, and you, can, you can, you know, layer them. You can use them, you know, in, in one, two, three punch, anything. Just, just try them out, and they will speak to you as to what works. Another really good thing is if you are in a relationship, um, you know, one of you can carry the uh, rhodonite for the day, and the other one can carry... Uh, the other half can carry the jade, and you'll be ah. connected. Mm-hmm. Ah. And then the next day or the next week or the next month, you can switch, and you'll always be attuning to part of the whole. And so that's a really great way to work with them as a couple if your relationship is always estab- already established. That's so. amazing. So so if the, your relationship isn't established, then you carry one of these combinations with you or, work like, you know, meditate with them or... Mm-hmm. Hold them, and that will bring. Well, that will get your your physical and your spiritual energy ready to connect with that of your twin flame or your. Yeah, prepare person. is a good word. Those will prepare, prepare. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, if you are in a relationship, it will. Amplify. Oh well, yeah. You work with one stone, and your partner works with another. Stone, with the, the other, other half. half, and then you switch. Right. Because um, that will keep you connected. And, and it, you know, every time you work with a stone, um, it, it attunes you to a higher frequency. So I've had stones that I've been working with for 17 years. You just have to cleanse them with the sage, selenite, and sound. And I know that I did that, uh, a, a free gift for you for the last uh, telesummit, that right. the whole podcast on that. Just keep your stones clean, and they will keep working for you. Um, and you know what, if you work with the, the calcite and the rose quartz and you feel like it's not doing anything, then move on to the next combination. And then guess what? You know, in three months you might want to go back to the, to the rose quartz and the calcite because as you evolve, their frequencies attune and, and recalibrate to what you need. So that's the relationship department there. Okay. So let's talk about the money department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And because <laughs> there's a lot of questions coming in about that. Um, in fact, you know what? Well, no, go ahead. And let's let's do a lay of the land of the money thing, and then I'm going to get it started getting into these questions because we've got a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the 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 money. Um, you know, I want to caution everyone out there. You know, they're always throwing that a word around abundance, abundance, abundance. And um, you know, one of the things that I like to kind of one of one of the philosophies of my teachings, of my readings, of my whatever you want to call it, is, is is be specific. Don't just ask for abundance because if you're in abundance of debt, or if you if you're in debt and you want abundance, <laughs> you'll get more. You know, 
Or if, or wow. if you know, you're, you're 10 pounds overweight and you ask for abundance, then, then your bootay might end up a bit, uh, you know, 20 pounds heavier, <laughs> uh, abundant. So be specific. I would like an abundance of financial security, of cash. Um, and when talking about money, I like to talk about cash. And I actually learned that from Star Fuentes, uh, yes. S-C-A-R-R Fuentes. I always like to, you know, you know, this is not my idea. This is hers. And I, I took a cash class from her a couple of years ago. And you know what? It worked. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, it worked. And so I always used to uh, think about cash and associate it with the color green because money is green, is it not? Right. But so is the heart chakra, right? And so what I realized is I was having heart chakra issues and I was having financial issues. And Star Fuentes brought up a, a good point that money is actually something that we only deal with in the physical incarnation and not in the spiritual. And therefore, it is associated with the physical chakras rather than the heart chakra, right? Oh, so yes. when Starting off, when talking about money and trying to manifest more, okay, I like to focus on the root chakra, the sacral chakra, and the solar plexus, okay? The root chakra is about family and tribe and stability, and what do we need to provide for that in this world is money. The sacral chakra is about creativity. We all know it as the create, you know, you create babies in the sacral chakra, you create art. When you talk about creation and creativity, people think babies and they think art, right? Yep. Well, it's also the seat of being able to create cash. So, you know, the sacral chakra, when I switched my energies, my awareness to the sacral chakra when it came to creating cash, that made a world of difference um, in, in, in what I was drawing to me. And also the solar plexus, which is the yellow chakra, which is in the cent, you know, over the solar plexus, literally, it's right below the heart chakra. That is the will center, and that's about confidence and willpower and, 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 and your ability to make money. So creating money and putting out the intent would be the sacral chakra, and the solar plexus would be the ability to go out there. It's action. I mean, a lot of us just can't sit home and manifest money. We have to go out and work for it. And it's also... You know, it's action, it's the warrior, it's the warrioress, it's, it's the providing energy. And so first and foremost, um, finances, really kind of switch it from the heart chakra and take a look at root chakra, sacral chakra, and the solar plexus. Um, first and foremost, so we're going to be working with three different stones. Now, we worked with two uh, sets of two when it came to the heart chakra. We're going to work with sets of three when it comes to finance, a red stone, an orange stone, <coughs> And a yellow stone. And so, or a gold stone. And so, my big three would be red calcite, carnelian, and, and pyrite. So, red calcite for the root Thank chakra. You for doing everything and being carnelian for the creative sacral chakra, and what? pyrite, which is about fire and action. So, they're a really nice three stones to work with when manifesting cash. And again, if you want cash, ask for cash. And again, as, as I was saying, you know, as far as the readings go, when you write in today, be specific because the more specific the, the question, the more specific the answer. And when manifesting something, the more specific the manifestation, you know, the, the more the, the, or the intent, 
the, the more specific you draw to you. And, and Star said cash is best because what if you get it in the form of credit or stock or real estate, then you have to go through the next step of cashing it out to be able to use it. Mm-hmm. So be specific, ask for cash. And you can, I like using these stone layouts on my personal body, on my physical plane. So the root chakra is the red calcite. And if men don't really resonate with red calcite, you can try red jasper. That works nicely with a male frequency as well. So if you're a man and you're not, you know, grooving the red calcite, then try the red jasper. Yes. <laughs> you know, we all have different frequencies. And then the carnelian. The carnelian is really great for creativity. Um, you know, you want to create this cash. And, and carnelian is an excellent, you know, think C, carnelian, C-A-R-N-E. L-I-A-N, carnelian creativity, and you're going to create that cash, you're going to create that intent, and and then if um, that, that's a, a really great one. Orange calcite will work very nicely there as well. Uh, for the men folk, if, if the carnelian is a, a little bit too much of the divine feminine, try the orange calcite to kind of uh, rev up that, that creativity. And then the um, solar plexus pyrite is excellent. Pyrite actually means fire in Greek, so light that fire, fire in the belly. Uh, there's two other stones that you can interchange as well. You can do uh, citrine, which is excellent for the solar plexus, and you can also do tiger eye. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you can really, yes, tiger eye is excellent for creating cash as well in the solar plexus. But when we're, you know, when wanting to, to really um, increase your finances. Use the word create. I want to create more cash because it really empowers you to make more cash instead of sitting there waiting for it to, you know, fall off a truck or, or kind of <laughs> fall out of the sky. I mean, really. Some people get lucky, but, you know, most of us have to go out and create it, and it gives you that sense of empowerment. And with that, that entitlement, like, hey, I deserve this. I worked for this. But right. think three, root chakra, sacral chakra, and solar plexus. A lot of people just, they think heart chakra, and, and it really the frequencies are completely different. Um, and, and you want to really, you want to, all of your physical chakras resonate with that, um, the, the physical energy of cash, because certainly we, you know, on the spiritual realm, we leave that behind when we, when we, we leave this physical body. And uh, any and all of the combinations of the stones that I just mentioned will definitely work. Just make sure you, you, um, you know, use the root chakra, the sacral, and the solar plexus because you want to create it and you want to bring it into your physical plane. A lot of us are so good at kind of putting out the intent and people are like, well, I asked the universe for this. And you know what? My response to them is I'm sure the universe heard you. And they probably brought it your way, but we're not open to receiving a lot of times. So when you're when you're manifesting, work with your dominant hand. If you're if you're right-handed, then work with sending the energy out um, of, of the right side of the body. But remember to be opening open to receiving this, because a lot of times we ask for all this stuff, but you know no one's home when when the postman comes to drop off the package.
You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And uh, you'll be surprised at how quickly uh, you can you can manifest that, especially with this energy of 2012. Um, you know, the, the electromagnetic frequency is is much more effective um, at, at getting the energy out and bringing it in. It's it's like high tide versus low tide. The you know when that wave rolls in and it's high tide, it comes in hard and fast. And I really believe that that's what's happening here in 2012. Um, I want to I want to start with these questions. I just wanted to ask a quick question about Tiger's Eye. Can you use Tiger's Iron instead of Tiger Eye? Um, that. That is a most excellent question, Mari. Um, and and um, the big answer is yes, you can use it. But the next question is what for? You know me, always thousands <laughs> of answers here. But tiger iron is better for karmic connections, clearing karmic patterns. And so, you know, somebody like you who kind of knows how to navigate the, the uh, in between the realms, if you feel that you have a blockage in between your your karmic um, kind of uh, waterways, so to speak, that right. blocks you. You can use that to clear the blockages. But in order to pull money into your physical incarnation, Mari, uh, right now, here and now, in this lifetime, the tiger eye is better because it connects to the physical plane. Mm-hmm. And I would use that tiger iron separately to clear the blockages of why it's not coming in, but to attract gotcha. the actual coin, the cash, that paper money, Use the right. tiger eye because it's eye. less okay. complicated. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? Let me just a, a little addendum on that. The tiger iron is made out of tiger eye, red jasper, yeah. and hematite. And uh-huh. hematite integrates things in between the realms. And so you you'd kind of, it's, it's a bit heavy-handed to use for manifesting cash. But clearing gotcha. karmic blockages, knock yourself out. Okay. No, that's really good to know. That's interesting that I'd even bring it up. Cool. Because uh, I have a big piece sitting next to me. I was like, oh, I wonder if this counts. Um, okay, so let's get into some of these questions, my dear. I hope that you <laughs> I hope you ate your Wheaties because these guys are not holding back. Um, okay, I think some people actually wrote in twice because they wanted to put in their three numbers. So let me just start. Uh Sorry, just trying to scroll through because I was taking notes, Allison. I wasn't screening <laughs> questions. I was like, <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, hello, Mari and Allison. Thank you for this opportunity. My question is, my apartment lease is coming up for a renewal once again. Do you see me moving or staying? Um, I have much anxiety with this decision. Thank you. And the numbers are 21, 6, and 13. Oh, 21. And that's from Louise in Virginia. 21, 6, and 13. 11, 12, 13. Okay, wow. Okay, we have the uh, sacred Lemurian seed crystal, divine feminine. We have the Galena stone, which is the stone of spiritual alchemy. It is also the stone of the goddess. And then, ooh, goosebumps. We have lapis lazuli, which is about speaking your truth. Um, there's some type of conversation that she needs to have with this landlord person. Um, it's coming up for renewal. Is that correct? Yes. It says, my apartment lease is coming up for renewal once again. Do you see me moving or staying? I have much anxiety with this decision. Okay. That's from Louise. Okay. Um, the, the, I, I, do set, I do see her staying 
Okay, I do see her okay. saying, but she's going to have to do some type of negotiating as far as getting what she wants out of this. Um, I don't know whether it's a one-year lease or it's a little bit shorter. Um, well, I, I don't see her staying for a whole another year. I uh-huh. see her doing, There's a, the word negotiation comes up, spiritual transformation, um, speaking up of the divine feminine. There's some type of negotiation she needs to make. Um, I do see her staying um, and then moving on after this renewal of the lease. Um, is it is it a six month lease? Is it a, they're not. I asked if it was a month month, but they 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 took that away. <laughs> so the answer is yes um, for almost the next year. Uh, there is some type of negotiation that may be an out clause, but I do not see her leaving immediately. She's going to be okay. leaving later after some form of negotiation. She's got that lapis lazuli. It's about learning how to speak up. Um, I'm, I'm not. I, um, the inclination here is that she doesn't want to leave, but there are terms that she needs to negotiate. But I do see her moving on after this last renewal. I hope that makes awesome. sense. Awesome. Oh yeah, no, that's that's terrific. Thank you. Okay, so um, oh boy, so many questions. Uh, Moni in Tennessee writes, she just says, Allison, 2012 love life, marriage, <laughs> and her numbers are number one, 35, and 39. Okay, number one. 35 and 39. Ah, 35, and did you say 29? No, 39. Oh, okay, so 25... No, 35. One, 35, and 39. Oh, you were counting, sorry. Oh, 35, <laughs> yeah, and you said... 39. Okay. The answer is absolutely yes. The question was what? Love life, marriage, what? Is she, in 2012, will she um, have marriage? Okay. Um, the first stone is Charite, C-H-A-R-O-I-T-E. It's a stone of rapid transformation. Fasten your seeds out. It's not going to be fun, but it will be transformational. It will be necessary transformational. There's a golden healer running through it. The next stone is Rodenite. Didn't we just talk about that? Hello, hello, yes. hello. Yes, it's the center stone, and it's all about the stone of the couple. And then we have fuchsite. The fuchsite is green, so there's a nice pink and green combo there, but fuchsite is all about healing. It's about holistic healing, and I don't know whether this person is into holistic healing or not. They're showing me that that, that she's going that way or she is, okay, engrossed, ingrained in that. Um, And, and, you know, I don't know whether she's she's, uh, kind of uh, in kind of, learning or I'm almost a practitioner uh pursue the holistic pursue the holistic path and there she will find love um is is a direct message from spirit so the answer is yes but it's it's not going to be toward till the end of the year they're showing me that a month of december now that does not mean that nothing's going to happen uh, <laughs> the engage, you know a very it could be an engagement a coming together that type of of, of connection but Absolutely, a very strong read here. Um, do your work. Pursue that holistic path. If this is something that you've been thinking about jumping into, uh, but afraid that they're showing me rolling up the sleeves, you might be learning, taking classes. Pursue the holistic class because there you, you will you will find love. Um, but it's it's on around the end of 2012. Don't rush it. Um, the person on the the other person in this relationship. A lot of times people are like, oh, will I find it? But really what you have to realize is that you are one part of a whole. And so the other person is going through their their process as well. So so the answer is yes, on or around 
um, the end of the year towards December, continue on this holistic path um, because that's where that connection is going to uh, find its seeds and grow. Um, they're, they're doing something this summer as far as learning or training, um, continue on that path. If it's something they've just been thinking about it, um, definitely dive in. But it's, it's more like the, um, the beginnings of a long-term um, partnership will really take hold towards the end of the year. Um, so don't rush it. Don't, 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 oh, my goodness, what, 2012, December 21st, uh, duh, how magical is that? So <laughs> um, the wow. answer is, is yes, but take your time and, and trust in the universe and the timing because, you know, they don't want to take that souffle out of the oven until it's perfectly uh, ready. And believe me, you don't want to be dragged through while they're cooking the souffle with another person. <laughs> let, him, let him cook a souffle on his own and then come to you already cooked. Exactly. Uh, just like Mari's two cents. Um, <laughs> from personal experience. Uh, okay. The next person, a lot of soulmate questions here, um, but I'm going to go to this one. Jane in Vancouver Island. I have chosen the numbers 27, 9, and 11 to represent me. What do you see as my spiritual strengths and what will it take to break through to receive the opening I desire? Ah, excellent question. What was the first one? Uh, 27. 27. Uh Aha! Good Lord. Okay, and they want to know what will it take now, uh, what do you see as my spiritual strengths, and what will it take to break through to receive the opening I desire? I guess spiritual, a spiritual opening. I think I don't know if she was. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm getting here. Well, you know what? It's so funny because you know they ask and the stones deliver. The first stone that she chose is is bloodstone. Okay, bloodstone is is a green stone, and a lot of times it's connected to the heart as far as courage. Okay, and it's courage to overcome obstacles. And I always see bloodstone come up when there are obstacles in the way, but it never uh-huh. comes up unless it's, uh, the, the victory is ensured. But it's one of the biggest stones in my, my kit here. And it, it, the courage um, is all about trusting your intuition and pursuing your psychic abilities um, uh-huh. and staying true to yourself. And so I'll read the stones. I'm going to get into this a little because it's a great question, and I'm sure it's going to resonate with a lot of people out there. Okay, first stone is bloodstone. It's about overcoming obstacles, and, they, it, and it, it, it's, um, it's a given that you will. And we're going to talk about obstacles in a minute. Um, the second stone is chalcopyrite. It's also known as the peacock or peacock stone. It looks like it, it's a stone that has all of the colors of, of a peacock's tail. And it represents, and I use this stone in the higher level psychic development, um, the waking up of all of the clairs, the clairvoyance, the clairaudience, the clairsentience, the claircognizance. And so it's all of that psychic ability waking up. And then the last stone is the jade stone. And the jade is, you know, it can be in relation, it's all about loyalty and fidelity in relationships, whether it's with someone else or in this case with herself. And it's about staying true to her path. Um, what this, 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 um, these stones tell me is that this person has had um, psychic abilities and connections to spirit, and she's probably um, thwarted her intuition and tried to talk herself out of it, probably quite logically at times. And she has not stayed true to herself as far as trusting her own instincts and her connection to spirit. And so what's coming through is, is pursue those psychic abilities. Take a psychic development class, developing your intuition. There's a lot of books out there. Mari, I know you teach this stuff. 
um, and, and you have a lot of, of, of um, information on this stuff. Develop that intuition. Develop that psychic ability. Trust it and, and um, stay true to yourself. And that's going to open up an entire world. It, it, and I call it the direct line to spirit. It's like, you know, they're going to pick up the phone and they're like, you hear all this static. And they, right. they're not listening to their guides. But our guides are with us at all times, as you know, you well know. And yeah. developing her intuition and that psychic ability, she's going to pick up that line and she's going to have a direct dial tone to spirit and hear it loud and clear. And so um, I want to take a moment and, and just tell her that she can work with the three stones that are going to help her do this. First and foremost is the bloodstone. Um, and really, the bloodstone got its name because um, from, there's there's a myth, you know, how they have these legends. And the knights of, of um, you know, King Arthur, he would send them out into battle, and they would be overpowered. Their steeds would, would uh, become, uh, you know, hurt. I don't want to talk about really what happened to those poor animals in battle. But, um, you know, they, they may lose their steed, their armor. They may be outnumbered, but they wore stones in their breastplate to protect them, and whoever wore the bloodstone came back intact with all of their limbs and, and victorious unto their own right. And so it's a stone of overcoming obstacles, especially if you're outnumbered or, in a lot of cases, you know, um, emotionally or, or spiritually wounded. And so work with that bloodstone. Work with amethyst, okay, on the third eye, and work with some garnet. Uh, G-A-R-N-E-T, because that's going to really kind of ground you and, and recharge your battery. Because what I'm getting is that this person has, has really kind of fought her intuition or not really listened and is running out of a little juice. And so, you know, um, you know, I, I, the, the first and foremost is just develop that intuition, take that into psychic ability, and she may want to follow that up with some energy work. And make an appointment with Mari. She'll help you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you're so funny. Thank you. Uh, okay, you're, good answers. Oh, you're so awesome. This, you, you guys, are, how lucky am I to have Allison, my friend? Ha! And oh. all of you for us, for you to be here with us and sharing all this stuff. You're so generous. It's so amazing. Um, okay, so wow, so many questions. Okay, so let's see. Great. Okay, this is from Mariana. <laughs> In Portugal. Uh, thanks for being up, Mariana. I appreciate that. Uh, it's pretty early over there, pretty late over there, however you want to say it. So her three numbers, 39, 14, 28. 39, 14, 28. And she says, great transformation is coming for me in the next four months. Just how big a transformation will this be? Will I change my profession? Thank you both and lots of love. Mariana ah. in Portugal. And the first number again is? 39. Okay, 25, 30. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, 39, and I got the other two. Great. Yeah, I, I count out loud. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. The answer is absolutely. Now, this is, you know, this is really interesting. This is the second person tonight that got the Charite Stone. C-H-A-R-O-I-T-E, Charite. Now, it's a Russian stone, and it, any Russian stones are incredibly powerful, you know, and it's the stone of rapid transformation. What is tonight's topic? Transformation. Now, uh, there are other stones out there that are joyous transformation, like the chrysanthemum uh, stone, where we tiptoe through the tulip and throw, throw flowers. That's joyous <laughs> transformation. 
This is rapid transformation, and again, it's the first stone. Then the second stone is a citrine druzy. Citrine druzy, D-R-U-Z-E. It's a type of citrine. It's got all these little sparkles on it. It's an auric cleanser. It's about change. And then the last one is the famous malachite egg. It's a it's malachite. Oh, God, I get that all the time. Yes, <laughs> which is health, wealth, and prosperity. It's in the form of the egg of the new beginning. So the, the answer is absa, absa, absolutely. Okay, like yabba dabba do. Absa, absa, absolutely. Uh, will she change her profession? Um, by the, and, and I don't know what the timeline um, was in her question, but it's, it's happening now. It's four and months, could, she said, within four months. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I see this really um, getting started as quick as, as soon as, as they're showing the guides that's backing me. I said as soon as, and they backed me up, and they put as early as June, okay? Um, and so, you know, rapid transformation, um, or cleansing, and new beginnings. Now, the new beginnings they're showing me is July. There's some type of cleansing, purging um, as process that this person is going through um, or about to go through, and that's, that's the most important part of this process is making sure that that cleansing and purging is done um, purely. They keep saying pure, 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 100%. Don't rush it. Do what you need to do because... The, the new beginning, the seeds aren't really going to take hold if you don't get all of that energy out. They're showing me physical purging, getting rid of things. They may have just gotten out of a relationship. It does not necessarily mean a romantic relationship. It's probably that work-related boss-type energy. But really cleanse that. Take a little bit of time off and then jump into this new career. So there is, without a shadow of a doubt, this is occurring. Um, the timeline on this depends on how quickly they shed the old. It's auric cleansing, which means physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Okay, so you're, they're going to have to do purging and cleansing on all levels. Um, wow. And they're showing me here that there's going to be the hardest scrubbing bubbles need to go on the mental plane. The yes, I can do this, and no, I'm not holding on to old baggage. So I hope that helps. Oh, my goodness. Well, if it doesn't, I don't know what would. <laughs> so- so there you well, go, you know, Maria. all of this is easier said than done. Letting go is a really hard thing to do. I can tell you that myself. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's not even get started. That's a whole other show. You'll come back <laughs> right. to the show. We'll talk about letting go. Yeah, next uh, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for the 12-12-12 telesummit, you guys, we're doing a 12-12-12 telesummit so you can mark your calendars for December 1st, 2012 through 12-12-12. I assume you're going to be there, Allison. So. Absolutely. I will. <laughs> I will. Yeah, we'll catch up on all all things twelve twelve twelve. Um, okay, so this next question is my three numbers are three, seven and thirty six and I would like to know anything you could possibly tell me about my future finances as I am really concerned right now with some losses I've experienced. Thanks so much. I love your content. Rose in Arlington. Oh, okay. Okay, so was, there's three, six and the last one was what, thirty six? No, three three, seven and thirty six. Oh, okay. 35. Oh, okay. Um, and it was 36, you say? Yes. All right. You know, they keep showing, uh, is this person trying to start their own business? Um, because the, the, the hematite, which means own business, keeps coming in, but it's farther out. Um, and so was she, did she say she was, uh, the guys I'll are coming in with all sorts of information. So can you repeat okay, the question? Okay, so well, she put her birthday here. I don't know that that makes a difference. It's February 7, 1947. And I would like to know 
this is what she says. I would like to know anything you could possibly tell me about my future finances as I am really concerned right now with some losses I've experienced. Thanks so much. I love your content. Okay, great. Right. Thank you. All righty. Now, the center stone is the um, amethyst druzy. And when you get anything in the druzy form, it's very powerful. Remember the citrine druzy right. we just talked about? This is the amethyst yes. druzy. Um, and amethyst is about the spirituality, all right? And so there's a there's a bigger message rather than the shorter one in here. Um, the the, an, the 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 short the short answer is the losses that she has experienced are coming through her guide. She has the celestite stone as the first one as a message that she was going in the wrong direction. They're not going to take everything from her, but this is like a loud wake-up call because if she didn't have these, if she didn't come upon these losses, she would have kept going the wrong, this way, and she's really supposed to be going the other way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and so the, the 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 answer, the bigger answer is about the spiritual plane here. And listen, I'm all for the spiritual plane, but I do know that we live on planet Earth in the physical plane and we do need cash. I do see a, a her own business or working from home or simplifying and kind of um, working from home. They keep showing working from home um, as a way to supplement her income and, and also start something new. Now, this may sound far-fetched out in left field. She may be, like, pounding her fist and saying, no, I can't do that. But her guides are saying, yes, you can. Um, so if she keeps on the path that she's going, um, she will come across some more roadblocks. What she has to really do is kind of tune into her guides. Now, you connect to the angel, yes? Yes. Okay, because this is celestite, and this is all about the angelic realm. Best and this of the is, best. Huh? That's the best of the best. Ah, indeed, it is. Angels. Yeah. Yes, and so if if the, this person has a hard time hearing her guides, perhaps she can make an appointment with you, um, or or tune into your show or something, and and get the direct message from that because the angels will guide her in what her true path is because she she's. Straying from it, I mean, obviously not unconscious choice, but she needs to get back on that and her finances will improve. What I can guarantee her is, is that by pursuing this spiritual route, she will raise her frequency so she can rise above the, the turbulence that is keeping her from making that income. You know how a plane has turbulence and then they have to go up yes. higher? That is what they're showing me she needs to do on that spiritual plane and really connect to her guides. Um, I don't know if she reads cards. They're showing that she, she needs to kind of read cards and, and connect to her angels that way. Um, but her guides are clearly on the angelic realm. And I do see some type of work from home that will roll into her own business. It's going to start out as something supplemental and then turn into something more substantial. Or what they're showing me is that's the possibility should she pursue that. But the reason that, that, that the losses are incurring is because they're, they're kind of, it's like sandbags, kind of slowing her down from going in the wrong direction. So I hope yeah. that helps. And, and uh, this is, sure. you know, it, I understand that, that finances are always um, scary and we need some immediate gratification, but this is a slow landing here. She's going to be okay, but she needs to start, you know, kind of, and they keep showing me an airplane for some reason. So I don't, I don't know what that means. But, um, you know, she's going to have to start turning this, this, this plane around and going in a different direction. Wow. So I, I hope that helps. But there's something from home that she can do to supplement her income that will lead to a bigger, much more rewarding career. And she's really got to dial 
into that that spiritual plane and and connect her angelic guides because they, therein lies the answers. And that that's they're so powerful. They, they really are. I have a lady from Sweden who wrote in, and I, I always try to <laughs> answer these because they're up at very strange hours in the morning. So thank you, Tina. Her name is Tina Falk, and okay, so her numbers are six, seven, and forty-one. And um, I have to pick one of your two questions because we're going to run out of time. So I am going to pick... Well, can you read me both and I'll let you know okay. what the stones apply okay, to. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, I want a transition with money. I'm so blocked. can see it has a lot to do with my family's ways of looking at money, but also my own way of seeing it. Then her second question is also my parenting skills. My children, four and six, doesn't um, don't listen to me. And as a single mom, I'm overwhelmed. What to do soon? I just can't take it anymore. That's from Tina in Sweden. Ah, <laughs> okay. Well, I think these stones apply to both. Um, okay. The first, the first one is lapis lazuli, and that is the throat chakra stone. Okay? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, as, as far as the children go, she's talking too much but not saying what she wants. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> um, she needs to. Yeah, it's almost she needs to speak in in stop, go, yes, no, as a, as opposed to try. They're they're showing that she says too much in a sentence and it gets kind of jumbled. You see, um, right. and 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 it's interesting because um, the next stone is hematite. Okay, the next stone is hematite. It, it, it's about um, um, business. Did she have a question about money or something? Yeah, her question was, I want a transformation with money. I'm so blocked. Can can see it has a lot to do with my family's ways of looking at money, but also my own way of seeing it. Yeah. I don't know that that's a question. She's just... Yeah, yeah. No, the, the hematite comes in when it, when there's a money issue. Um, but it also, okay. like, the, um, she has two children. Did she say one was a boy? Yeah. She no, did? She just, no, no. She said just four and six years old. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, we're we're looking at the younger one. Um, four and what? Six. Yeah. No, we're looking at the younger one. Um, um, that that that. There's a understanding issue there. I'm not saying there's impaired by any any means, but the way that she's communicating to them, it, he doesn't. Or I keep wanting to say he. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, but. Um, there, there's a lack of understanding on the younger child, and that's why they're not listening. Um, the older one is very gifted psychically, um, and it's, it's kind of almost running away with that. You know, so there's so much going on, and and so what she needs to do is really stay grounded and rooted and dial into each child's individual frequencies rather than trying to. Um, to, to treat them as a collective unit. Does that make sense? Because they're both yeah. obviously at the different developmental stages, but they're showing me different spiritual frequencies as well. The older one, yeah. they keep showing me purple, psychic, and the other one uh, is not understanding words like they should. So speak slower and in more directions um, as opposed to having entire conversations. The last stone is a, um, a scepter. It's a Tibetan court scepter, a very powerful stone. It's about taking your power back. Um, don't feel bad about being a single parent. Um, take your power back and just be the best parent you can be instead of trying to be both. Does that make sense? Yes. 
um, and, and as far as the children, and, and treat them. If, if she'll take the time um, to kind of look at each one separately and developing uh, that kind of almost telepathic communication with each one, it's more of an energy exchange. Um, they'll they'll feel like they're getting what they need and be much more responsive. Um, and she may want to read up on a book about psychic children for the older child, the six the six year old, um, because those abilities are almost um, uh, they're showing me a cup spilling over. And, and being a psychic child myself, um, I, I can understand that because there was so much energy running through me that that I I didn't really have a good grasp of reality either. I probably didn't listen to my mother. That's why she sent me off to the therapist. <laughs> so. You know, take one thing, and it's it's interesting because it's about it's about you know she has a lapis lazuli stone, which is about speaking her truth, but it's also the the stone of uh, the goddess Isis, who is the grand the, the mother of them all. And so, um, look up the look up Isis, study Isis, the goddess, because there's a lot of energy in there, and it's about intuitive wisdom, it's about being a teacher, and instead of just being a parent and trying to be a parent of both, you know, the father and the mother because they're showing that she's spreading her energy. Um, really study Isis and how she nurtured, but she also was a teacher as well. Um, so I hope that helps. That, 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 this question really should be an hour-long reading. As you went um, but take your power back, um, you know, look into the Isis stone and, and really dial into the frequency of each child and, and the, commun- the lines of communication will be much more clear. Oh, Mari, I can't hear you. It's all like... Okay, okay. Well, well. Hmm. Okay, okay. Sam, Sam. Hey, Allison, I'll go ahead and ask you a question while Mari... Oh, yeah, did you hear that or was that just me? No, that's been happening. We've got something going on with her line. It just gets weird after about an hour and 15 minutes or so. It's our energy. It's like it's smoking over there. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go ahead and ask you another question while she reconnects with us. Hi. Okay. Um, let's see. How about this one from Catherine in Cleveland? Okay. Uh, what future do I have with stones? I used to break up rocks with my dad's hammer when I was a child, and I love geology. Um, and her three numbers are 5, 8, and 9. Oh, 5, 8... And nine. Ah, very good. Okay, um, the first stone is orange calcite. It's all about refreshing and and change and and the sacral chakra and reconnection and vitality. Um, The second stone is an amethyst scepter, and and it's all about amethyst. Oh, yay! Okay, go ahead, go ahead, keep going, sorry. Um, The the second stone, which is the center stone in the overall tone of the reading, it's an amethyst, which is about spirituality, and a scepter, which is about empowerment. And we're going to get back to that in a minute. And the last stone is calcopyrite, which is about um, awakening your psychic abilities. And so the question was basically what future does she have with stones? Yeah. I don't know which one he asked. Was it Catherine in Cleveland? Oh, that was the one. So what was the question again? So what future do I have with stones? I used to break up rocks with my dad's hammer when I was a child, love geology, missing. Uh, So she said she picked numbers 5, 8, and 9. Yeah, okay. And and so I just um, kind of the the orange calcite is about, um, you know, positive change. And so (laughs) the answer here is um, clearly she's at 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 the dawning of, of a new 
part of her life. An awakening is what they're showing me. And she can tap into the power of stones by utilizing them to connect to a higher spiritual realm and actually wake up her psychic abilities. Again, here's the second person tonight. I mean, a lot of times we get the budding healers calling in, and there's a lot of budding psychics out there. And so, Absolutely. Yeah, tonight. And, and um, utilize these stones to wake up and activate. So it's awaken and activate your psychic abilities. Um, work with, uh, there, I'm going to give you a couple of stones. Amethyst on the third eye, the Labradorite, Labrador, like the dog, Labradorite is an excellent stone. It's a stone of illumination. Um, you can work with that as well on your third eye and, and the Chalcopyrite. So Amethyst, Labradorite, and Chalcopyrite are three really great stones to start awakening your psychic abilities and, and connecting to that higher spiritual realm. And, um, you know, that's the first and foremost. And then after that, I do see her getting into um, uh, crystal gridding is what they're showing, planetary gridding. Cool. Uh, yes. But wake up the psychic abilities first. They're going to heighten the sensitivity that she's going to need um, her, and raise her frequency. And I do, get, I do see her getting into crystal gridding. Where is she from? Uh, Cleveland. Ah, yeah, there's some important work coming up for her Good. in 2014 and 2015 as far as, as utilizing stones to, to, for planetary gridding. So, uh, wake up that intuition and sensitivity first. So congratulations. That's very exciting. Woohoo! Yay. Well, I have another one here. Um, we're getting close to the end of the show, but I, I can't tell you how many questions are sitting here. I think you guys like this crystal thing, huh? Um, okay. Uh, here we go. I hope I can pronounce her name. Hi, Allison. The numbers I've chosen are 11, 12, and 34. And she says, I'm an artist, music, art, and healing, and have many areas of interest, but find it challenging to see how, uh, to see slash know what steps to take. I would like to know which direction to focus my energies in order to move forward. Thank you. And that's from Yasika in Minneapolis. Ah, okay. So I got the first two numbers. What was the last one? 34. Okay, 25, 30, ah, okay. And and her specific question was, she was an artist, and what else? Uh, healer, uh, she's an artist with music, art, and healing, and she has many areas of interest, but finds it challenging to see, know what steps to take. And she'd like to know which direction to focus her energies in order to move forward. Okay, <laughs> okay. Now, this is, uh, I, I love that the answers are in the stones here. The, the first stone is bloodstone. We just talked about what that means. It means overcoming obstacles. Um, and it, obviously, it, it's a home run when you get this. You know, you do have obstacles. And in this case, there are blockages. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, and that's, that's clear, you know, once you clear them, it's full speed ahead. You have the, the second stone, which is carnelian. We talked about that for the sacral chakra. It's the seat of creativity. It's also about cash. And the last stone is the um, Merlin candle quartz. It looks like a white candle with a pointy top with candle drippings down, and it's all about soul's purpose. And so first and foremost, she is on the right path, and there seems to be a little bit of waffling back and forth about that. Um, she is on the right path. I do see her combining the music and the healing, okay? Um, that is the first step because they're showing all the stuff in the air, but there's oh. some type of healing through sound, okay, that's going to help her remove her own blockages and then go on to help others, which is interesting here is they're showing me where, do, where does the creative thing, where does the creative stone come in? Um, 
there's some type of, and, and they're showing that she'll actually channel this. So I don't know if she's into channeling yet, but that's the direction she's going. Mm-hmm. Utilize the music, the sound, the sound healing. So work on herself first. And then what's going to happen, it's going to kind of, she's going to reach a, a certain tone. And I want her to, I want her to um, investigate, to do some research on the solfeggio healing tones. That's S-O-L. F is in Frank, E-S-S-I-O, um, solfeggio. Solfe- yeah, it can be spelled S-S-I-O or G-G-I-O, solfeggio. It's actually Italian, and it's either spelled, it can be spelled with two S's that sound like a G or a G-G-I-O. Solfeggio, solfeggio healing tone, okay? Solfeggio healing tones. If you have any problems, email me at info at therockgirl.com. I'll send you a link. Those are the healing tones at the very beginning of, of, the, of, of the creation. And then when Christianity came, they, they, they rendered them obsolete, and they, they invented do, re, mi, so, fa, la, ti, do. Because the solfeggio healing tones were used by the Gregorian monks and, and all sorts oh. of healers. Yes. Oh. And, and when they chanted those tones, it actually it accelerated the, the healing in the DNA. And... and my website, I, on both websites, The Rock Girl and SacredStoneSchool.com, I have music on there by the Gregorian monks, and everybody's like, what is that music? It's sung in the tones of the solfeggio healing notes, and it's a very powerful healing tone. And with that said, these are the tones that the monks chanted to raise the energy in the temples. And how did they build all these giant buildings and the pyramids and everything way back when without any cranes or lifts? They chanted and they raised the energy. And so the, that, that, the, um, this, this particular person who's asking the question, she, she's very connected to the solfeggio healing tones. And um, there's, I took a, a tuning fork course, and I'm a tuning fork instructor, although I don't really teach that. And they are in the solfeggio healing tones, and they help remove blockages. And so that is an intrinsic part of her own healing process, and she will go on to help heal others through that. Um, and her work will lie um, mostly within the sacral chakra right now, the seat of creation. And this will actually bring her uh, not only create healing and a new business, but also um, it will create cash. So I hope that helps. Well, um, I can't imagine that it wouldn't, Allison. You're beyond <laughs> generous. I know we only have two minutes left, but I, there was one question I wanted to get in. Um, if you could give a, a short answer to this one, and just because it's a health-oriented question. Um, she says, hi, Allison. I got a loud message from Spirit the other night, adrenal boost. What stones could I use to help with adrenal glands? My numbers are 7, 11,